What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's make his worship great today. Open with me, please, to Ecclesiastes chapter 8 for an opening passage of Scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, King Solomon's book of philosophy, inspired by the God of heaven and preserved for us even 3,000 years later to benefit from his observations about life and the prophet under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, I'll read the first five verses. Who is as the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God. Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Amen. Amen. And amen. Who is as the wise man? No one is like Solomon. Solomon was an exceptional wise man, but this is a collective noun here for wise men like Joseph, Daniel, David, and others in the Word of God, and we should desire to be like this collective noun describing wise men. It moves from the singular to the plural and so forth in this passage, and Solomon is exhorting men to be wise. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. And a wise man, his countenance and his face is going to be changed from time to time, depending upon his circumstances and depending upon the work of grace in his life. His boldness is not always going to be bold because there's a time for bold men that are wise to be humble and modest and submissive in the presence of greater authority or in a situation calling for their reservation. But in verses 2 through 5, we have given to us by Solomon a thousand years before Paul gave it to us in Romans 13, the two reasons why we obey the king. Two reasons are in this passage, just like in Romans 13. Verse 2, I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God. To be a citizen in Israel, you had taken an oath of God, that, that God had set up this king over you, and you would make your confirmation to it with the words, God save the king. That isn't, that wasn't invented by some pagan nation. That was used by God's people for their king. And you would take an oath that this man was going to be your king and you were going to submit to him. He could draft your children to be his servants. He could wage war. He could raise taxes and so forth. But you would submit to him on the basis of an oath of God. You had promised God that you would do this. And so this is our conscience toward God causing us to obey a king. That's in verse 2. In verse 3, Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. A king is going to do whatever he wants, and if you try to oppose him or disagree with him, he's going to run right over you, as he should, because that's the necessity for civil government. And so the warning is from Solomon, don't be hasty to go out of his sight. Don't be impudent. Don't be disrespectful and turn your back on him and try to ignore what he has said and don't stand in an evil thing. Does this bring to to your memory words from Romans 13? 
For a ruler is not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Don't stand in an evil thing. Because he's the king. He's going to run right over you. He, he doesn't bear the sword in vain. Verse 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? That is not our prerogative. It's God's prerogative to check kings. It's not ours. Ours is to submit. And a wise man will. And whoso keepeth the commandment, in verse 5, that's a person that does good works of citizenship, shall feel no evil thing. For rulers are not a terror to good works. He'll feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. There's a time when we will stand up a little bit more than other times to communicate our desires to a monarch or to a form of government, another form of government, as to what we would like to see them do on our behalf. And there are times when the Bible tells us plainly, the righteous hide. And the righteous make themselves scarce. And a wise man knows when it is time to do that and when it is not time to do that. Here in Ecclesiastes, a thousand years before God inspired the words from Paul's secretary to, to the church at Rome, we have the same instruction given to us about wise men that they will obey the king out of conscience toward God and out of fear of the king's power to do as he pleases anyway. And we want to be those wise men. We want to know the interpretation of a thing. We want to be like Joseph, Daniel, and David. We want to know time and judgment. We want that sense of discretion and that wisdom as it says in the Bible of the men of Issachar that they knew the times and what ought to be done. We want to be like those men of Issachar. But here we have the same instruction. We fear God. We obey civil government on two grounds. Conscience toward God and fear of the wrath of the king and the terror of the king because he's able to terrify his citizens just like the roar of a lion as the book of Proverbs states several different times in several different ways. This is the word of the Lord to us. Let's be thankful for it. He is teaching this church. I rejoice at the progress in our church. I rejoice at the progress in my own life. I rejoice at the progress in my own thoughts about civil government and authority. And I love to see our church and our lives being more perfectly conformed to what our Father in Heaven expects of us. He is very gracious and very merciful and very long-suffering to have put up with a number of years of disrespectful thought and word and deeds on the part of us in the past. Thank you, blessed God and Father. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. O Lord, we worship thee this morning, and we thank thee for thy precious word that invites us into thy presence and tells us thy thoughts toward us. We thank thee that you did inspire King Solomon to write these words of instruction to us. And Heavenly Father, O Lord God, the fountain of all wisdom and the giver of every good gift, give us this wisdom that we might be as the wise man that we might know the interpretation of a thing, and that we might know time and judgment, that we would please Thee perfectly, and lead our families perfectly, and lead this church perfectly in changing times. O Lord, bless us to this end. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for our rulers. We thank Thee for our government. And we pray for them. And we beg, Heavenly Father, 
that you would have mercy upon them and bestow upon them wisdom and prudence, discretion and understanding, knowledge and judgment, that they would be able to lead our nation wisely for the benefit of the whole nation, that the nation might dwell in peace and safety, and especially for your children in the midst of this nation, that we may continue as we have for a long time to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for our rulers. We are thankful for the benefits and the blessings that we enjoy every day from their hand. We are safe. We are at peace. We are in prosperity. We are protected. And we are in the lap of luxury. And we thank Thee. Heavenly Father, we know that Thou hast in certain cases overruled ignorance and malice on the part of rulers, and we're thankful for Your hand in the affairs of our government, but we're thankful as well for those men and the offices that house those men that are over us. And Heavenly Father, we intercede for them this day. Though they may not themselves come before Thy throne and ask for wisdom as they should, we do it on their behalf. Heavenly Father, give them wisdom. Protect them from their enemies. Protect them from controversy and grant peace to our government and to our nation. Oh, Father in heaven, we pray that you would, in our final consideration of Romans 13 this day, that you would settle our hearts and establish our thoughts solidly upon the Word of God, that we will not go astray into any ditch, but that we will be faithful to the call of the Lord Jesus Christ to submit to Caesar and to render to Caesar those things that are his and to render to thee the things that are yours. Help us this day, Heavenly Father. Blessed God, we thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ most of all. He is the Prince of the kings of the earth. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the blessed and only potentate. And in His time, which is rapidly approaching, and we near it, Heavenly Father, He shall show that He is that blessed and only potentate. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we're able to read in Holy Scripture that He walks among His seven golden candlesticks, which are His churches. And we believe on the authority of Your inspired and preserved Word that He's walking around this church this day. And Heavenly Father, we pray that our hearts and our minds, our worship and our praise, our praying and our singing, our preaching and our hearing, our fellowship and our feasting will all be pleasant in His sight and that He will be delighted in this church. Not for our praise, Heavenly Father, but for His. For His honor and glory in the earth that we might be faithful to all He has commanded us. And Heavenly Father, we're thankful that He has in His right hand seven stars, the messengers, the pastors, the angels of the seven churches. And we pray that through the Lord Jesus Christ and His grace and His call to the ministry, that He, You will bless all of His servants across the earth that in sincerity attempt to preach Your Word to Your people this day. Strengthen them and defend them. Open the Word of God to them. Give them utterance of speech. And may they make the mystery of the Gospel plain 
And may they preach it boldly without fear of men. Let them be instant in season and out of season. Let them reprove and rebuke and exhort with all authority and long-suffering. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins and bless us now as we worship Thee. We are thankful to be in Thy house. We are thankful that You have revealed Yourself to us. We are thankful that You have given us Your preserved Scriptures. We are thankful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we pray for an increase of it all. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.